0: your country can do for you ask what you can do for your
1: country hello and welcome to episode 211 of public interest podcast with your host jordan cooper where we interview politicians activists advocates and others who seek to improve the state of the world we're here today with justin osmond the son of merrill osmond who was the lead singer of the world famous osmond family band suffering and uh, and justin suffered from a 90 percent hearing loss As a child, which was an incredible challenge. After 12 years of intense speech and listening therapy, and with modern hearing technology, Justin can now speak and hear well. He was told by doctors that he'd never be able to play a musical instrument and has now mastered the violin, viola, piano, and drums, having received numerous awards, such as the prestigious Sterling Scholarship in Music. In his inspiring book, Hearing with My Heart, Justin relates how he overcame these challenges that faced him. As the founder and CEO of the Olive Osmond Hearing Fund, he helps thousands of men, women, and children living with hearing loss by providing them with modern hearing aids. To learn more, you can visit JustinOsmond.com. Justin, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing?
0: I am doing great, Jordan. Thank you. Good to be on the show.
1: We're glad to have you. So the first thing I'd like to pose to you is, what are you currently doing to advance the public interest or what have you ever done to advance the public interest, and why?
0: So I'm all about, um, you know, uh, raising awareness uh, for the for the deaf and for the hard of hearing. Uh, myself, uh, being born with a 90% hearing loss, a lot of people don't quite understand uh, what it's like, uh, the deaf culture, uh, and and how to respond or how to react. At situations like that. Also, um, hearing aids, hearing devices. Uh, hearing is one of our five senses, and yet uh, a lot of people cannot afford uh, modern day uh, technology of hearing aids or hearing devices because it's so expensive. A lot of insurance companies do not cover them, yet we have to hear in order to be able to do our, our day-to-day operations and our job and our profession and our academics and, and whatnot. And so because someone gave me a chance to be able to hear, to be able to speak and communicate, um, this is just my way of paying it forward uh, so that I can help educate uh, the public as far as, you know, what it's like uh, to overcome not just uh, a hearing loss, uh, but Mm -hmm. for anyone that may be uh, going through a difficult, physical, uh, emotional challenge or whatever that may be. So let's go back to the very beginning.
1: Um, do you remember being a child and not having any any hearing? And and I guess that must have been normal for you because you didn't. That was how you knew the world. How did it feel to receive, you know, the news from doctors that you would never be able to play or hear music,
0: given that you had
1: never really heard music before? How did you feel when you when you were told that? Yeah. Well. You know, imagine
0: anybody telling you you can't do something. You know that that was just really difficult. But let me let me rewind a little bit, even earlier than that. Um, sure. When I was born, when I was born, they mm-hmm. did not know. Uh, they didn't have the newborn screening. Um, you know, like they like they do today. Back then, and so for almost two years, I lived in a world void of sound. No music, no sound, no nothing for almost two years. And so in reality, I was two years behind my peers. Um, And if you think about it, early childhood development is so crucial to the development of your cognitive, uh, your brain, to be able to hear and to speak and develop words and vocabulary. But for me, it's basically like if you're running on on a track meet, I'm basically two laps behind my athletic opponents or my peers. And so... You really think about it, I had to work extra hard. Uh, my parents, when they found this out, uh, they put me in some intense uh, speech um, um, programs and some listening and comprehension therapy uh, programs to try, to try to catch up uh, to all my, my peers.
1: And so, mm-hmm. having
0: said that, um, and yes, uh, I, I got, as I was going to school, you know, the teachers and the professionals and even my doctors you know, they would look at my audiogram and say, Oh my goodness, this guy has a profound uh hearing loss, both in the mm-hmm. lows and in the high frequency. You know, I, I'm sorry to break it to you, but he's gonna be very limited to what he can do as far as I know he comes from a musical family, but he may not have that golden throat like, like your dad or your uncles and Donnie and Marie. And 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 to be honest, <laughs> I don't have that golden throat. But um I've always wanted to play a musical instrument. And and so the way I the way I function the way my body works my brain works if anybody ever tells me something I cannot do that that just motivates me like no other and mm-hmm. to go back and just prove them wrong and so when I was learning to play the violin I learned to play it not by hearing it but by feeling it and just to tell a cool a, a quick story. My siblings and I were practicing one morning, and they were so loud. They were playing their, their pianos and the cello and whatnot. And I just turned my hearing aids off because they were so loud I couldn't even hear myself. And I gets rid of one problem. I get rid of not having to hear all the loud noise around me. But then, how am I going to hear myself? And I remember I experimented. I put my violin next to my chin, my cheekbone, and through the conductive vibration, uh it sent the the sound all the way to my brain and the most cool the coolest thing ever happened i started hearing myself play the violin without my hearing aid on and i, I was able to learn to play the violin uh by listen not not by, i'm sorry not listening but by feeling the vibration that was being sent to my brain so i'm the type where you know i i felt like i did have an excuse you know i'm deaf um and, and i shouldn't be able to play music but I'm the one that's always out and trying to find a way or solution or um, to make it work. And so now, uh, When oh, sorry,
1: just to interject, Justin, there is historical precedent um, for the strategy that you devised. Uh, Ludwig van Beethoven, uh, in the late 18th century and early 19th century, was it was was also someone who grew gradually deaf. Um, and I guess uh, in various movies and other other media has been depicted as having sawn off the uh, legs of his piano so that while composing music, he could feel the vibrations of the piano. Do you ever take inspiration from the story of Beethoven?
0: Oh, Jordan, I'm so glad you brought that up. And the answer to that is absolutely yes. Um, he is an absolute inspiration in my life. Uh, as well as some other wonderful uh, role models out there that have given me a, a hope. Because it's not always a lack of hearing. It's, it's usually more of a lack of hope. For example, mm-hmm. my buddy, uh, Lou Ferrigno, who's the Incredible Hulk, uh, you know, in that movie, The Incredible Hulk, a lot of people don't know that he also has a severe to profound hearing loss. But that mm-hmm. doesn't stop him. Um, and there's lots of other wonderful people out there. I just feel like there's a lot of people out there that, that can easily find an excuse uh, for whatever physical limitations they may be facing, but right? I can just tell you, Jordan, with people like yourself and uh, and other great other activists out there, um, when you really put your whole heart and soul and sweat and tears in, into something that you really want to obtain and to mm-hmm. achieve, I really believe there's always a way to make it happen. Whether it's through yes, through the vibrations uh, like Beethoven did, and yes, I think he was a beacon of hope for the whole world. Uh, even for mm-hmm. the deaf community, to say, look, if this guy can do this, oh, my goodness, so can we. So, yes, absolutely. There's, uh, it's all about that, that hope and that encouragement, that motivation, that inspiration um, mm-hmm. that, that can always be obtained. So playing music wasn't enough for you. Of course,
1: your family had become famous through their music, um, and you were able to win awards and scholarships. But you're now the founder and CEO of the Olive Osmond Hearing Fund. So, as you mentioned, you're interested in perpetuating the inspiration that you drew from others by passing it forward and inspiring those uh, who currently are living with hearing loss uh, and and, and uh, providing them with inspiration and hearing aids. Can you elaborate on your work that you're doing with the Olive Osmond Hearing
0: Fund uh, that you uh, are the CEO of? Thank you. First of all, Olive Osmond uh, is my sweet grandmother whom I love so very much. In fact, I was her favorite grandchild. Uh, <laughs> I'm
1: not sure How,
0: what would the other grandchildren say to that. Well, that, that you know, that's something we have to fight over. But uh, yeah, <laughs> my grandmother would <was> still, <laughs> if she was still alive today, I think she would agree with me. <laughs> uh huh. But uh, and, and I and I'll I'll, I'll explain why. Um, you know, of course, every every grandchild said that about their grandmother, but right. uh, my grandmother and I had a had a very sweet, very sweet bond. And the reason mm-hmm. for that was a lot of people don't know this, but my grandmother, um, she had two uh, two sons, two boys that were also born deaf, and those mm-hmm. two boys were never part of the, of the musical group uh, with Donnie and Marie, uh Osman, my dad and, and my other uncle because they were. They were profoundly deaf so they were never they were always behind the scene uh when they were performing in the New York Madison Square Gardens and performing all over the world. Um mm-hmm. so my grandmother started this charity called the Osman Foundation, primarily to help the two deaf boys that never really had a shot uh and an mm-hmm. opportunity to really go out there and do their do their thing and, and what's needed the Osmond Foundation grew and it's now known today as the Children's Miracle Network. Uh, You might have heard of the CMN hospital um, all over the world and it's raised over $5 billion uh, to help children, uh, you know, that that are basically uh, underprivileged and just don't um, have the resources to help themselves. And so when my grandmother passed away, well, before she passed away, I was born, and I'm the only one in all of the second generation of the Osmond family that was born with a With a severe to profound hearing loss, and so we had that immediate connection and when she passed away, I wanted to to carry on her legacy and her her uh her heritage, if you will mm-hmm. and then I started the Olive eiman hearing fund to uh to continue to help children and adults uh alike who need help with with that gift of hearing that can't afford it uh especially today i mean hearing aids are so expensive. And uh, so I do lots of fundraising. I do lots of events out there to help raise the money. And then we partner with other wonderful organizations out there, like the Starkey Hearing Foundation. Together, we can go out there and help a lot of a lot of kids here and kind of reconnect with families uh, through the gift of sound and things like that.
1: So many of our listeners probably aren't too familiar with the. Price of hearing aids. Can you give us a rough estimate of the range of hearing aids? And then, of course, there are other things. And you said hearing aids may sometimes not be covered by insurance companies, but sometimes there are surgical procedures known as cochlear implants, which help um, with hearing loss. Uh, And I I wonder if 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 there is any applicability with that procedure to uh, your fund. So, uh, what is the, the general range? Of, of hearing aids, and then uh, are there other procedures uh, or other ways of gaining access to the sound without uh, having hearing aids?
0: You bet. Great question. Uh, well, first of all, just a little statistics uh, for for everybody. It just came out in USA Today, I believe. It said that one in every four teenagers now have a documented hearing loss. Now. What I mean by that is they don't have a severe to profound hearing loss, but they have somewhat of a documented hearing loss. And the reason for that is because everyone out there nowadays has their iPods and they're listening to music, and that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. Just don't clink up the noise. Don't clink up the volume. Otherwise, it does damage your hearing. So that's one of the mm-hmm. statistics there. But also another one is right now, I think we're right about one in every ten, uh, one in every nine people now have a severe to profound hearing loss. And that number continues to climb, uh, again, because of so many different reasons, the loud music, the loud noise over the years. So I would just send out a huge caution to please protect mm-hmm. your hearing, uh, your parents mm-hmm. and children, you know, protect your children's hearing by, yes, that's fine, one want them to listen to music or it stimulates the cognitive and the development of your brain, but try not to crank it up. So. But to answer uh, the other side of the question, you know, hearing aids, uh, really, if anyone has a, even a documented hearing loss or from a moderate to severe, even to a profound hearing loss, uh, anyone can benefit from a hearing aid. Once you get past the severe to profound range, then, yes, uh, a cochlear implant uh, would would definitely come in handy. And I do support mm-hmm. them but as a last resource. I mean, there's lots of great hearing aids. Uh, Modern-day technology has come so far than, than what it was 40 years ago when I first got my mm-hmm. new first set of hearing aids. Uh, the, the, the the digital uh, hearing aid today uh, covers a huge range of hearing loss now that it never did even a year or two, two years ago. And so I would look into all the options of, of a hearing aid device first before going into a cochlear implant. Uh, which, again, I support that wholeheartedly. I have lots of wonderful friends. In fact, I'm actually a, co- a candidate for a cochlear implant myself, <laughs> uh, especially hmm. in my right ear that gets progressively worse. Uh, but right now, my hearing aids are, 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 are doing just fine. Uh, would I do better with a cochlear implant? Uh, that's always a big question the audiologists and ENTs ask me, and, and maybe that could be a resounding yes. Uh, but right now, uh, uh, you and I are having a great conversation over the phone, and the fact that mm-hmm. I can understand uh, and understand each other means I'm doing okay. So are they ranging
1: from a few hundred dollars to a few thousand dollars, or are they even more expensive? How much do these things cost?
0: So it depends. It depends where. It's a preference. Uh, it depends on where you go. Um, you know, so, yeah, to answer the question, uh, it ranges from $100 all the way up to $6,000. <laughs> so it just hmm. depends. There, there's the top-of-the-line hearing aids, uh, where it has all these different features, uh, different bells and whistles. Uh, like for, for what I have right now, um, you know, I, I'm, my, my phone is being Bluetooth to both my hearing aids. And on top mm-hmm. of that, I can cut out all the background noise. So I could be at a basketball game I could turn out I could tune out all of the noise and the fans and the screaming players I, I don't have to hear any of that, and I only have to hear the person I'm talking to on the phone uh through both my ears and my hearing aid so again, it just depends on obviously what the hearing aid provides uh as far mm-hmm. as uh different levels of memory and preferences and and nuts and bolts. But to be honest with you, I'll just say this out uh for the record. I do think that hearing aids um, are do are a little bit um, too expensive. I mean, the the average medium income family has a very hard time affording hearing aids. Um, you know, How do you locate? I believe. Justin,
1: how do you locate these individuals who are unable to afford hearing aids and are in need of them?
0: So we do we do lots of events, uh, and at these events. We raise uh, a lot of awareness, and then we let people know um, about what we're doing, who we are. We're here to help as many people as we can. Uh, A lot of word of mouth gets out pretty quickly. Um, We do a lot of social media. Of course, our website, uh, hearingfund.org. But I also do a lot of public motivational speaking, uh, and I I, I do that. I, I implement that, tell my story about how I've been able to overcome these physical limitations and how they can do the same thing. Uh, So I try to get the word out a lot that way as well.
1: So if someone listening knows somebody who has hearing loss and has trouble affording uh, hearing aids, how would they get in touch with you to inquire about whether they'd be eligible for financial support to purchase hearing aids?
0: I would first go to our website, hearingfund.org. So that's spelled hearing. Mm -hmm. And then the letter S U N D dot org, and there's a there's a there's lots of um, information on there. You can take a look at. We also accept um, old salvage hearing aids. So if they have a relative uh, whose hearing aids are broken or obsolete or whatever the case may be, they can donate that and they get a tax write off. And we can take those hearing aids and we can we can we can get them reconditioned um, and recycled so that we can use them again to help other people that, that could definitely use them.
1: Interesting. So, okay, so let's uh, go back to your personal story. Can you describe what it felt like when you finally got uh, the right kind of hearing aids and were able to hear?
0: <laughs> you know, it's hard for me to go back. and, but I, I, I first heard uh, my mom's voice when I was just about two years old, so that's, 38 oh. years ago, and so it's really hard oh. for me to really remember that. But I can tell you this, uh, with all the, the humanitarian hearing missions I go to in, in South America and Africa and all over, every time I fit a two-year-old little girl or little boy and I see them light up like a Christmas tree when they hear their mom's voice for the first time, I can only speculate of what that was like when I heard mm-hmm. my own Mom voice for my first time. I can kind of relive that over and over again. So no, I can't quite remember it uh, thirty eight years ago, but <laughs> I do remember. <laughs> but I can remember when I was, you know, like in elementary school, kind of in those uh, those age where mm-hmm. I was really starting to hear things uh, understand things um, better. And and there were some times it was scary because um, I mean I. I can just imagine I remember I remember I I can vaguely remember when I was like three or four, like I flushed the toilet and I'm like, Whoa, I can hear the toilet flush, you know. That I didn't hear that for two years. Um Wow You know, so, little things like that that we can
1: take for granted. Justin, do you have um I guess if anyone uh uh who's listening to this, um obviously uh, maybe they're they're potentially uh, somewhat hard of hearing, not completely deaf, or if they're able to read a transcribed episode, um, is able to access this podcast. What would you say to them? Would you have a message for for those who are struggling with hearing loss?
0: You know, I have a personal motto, um, and it I may have a hearing loss, but that hearing loss did not have me, and, and it's not it's not that I don't love embrace my hearing loss. I love it. I love my hearing loss. I love my hearing age. I used to hate it. I used to hate it growing up. I had a hard time identifying myself. I hated my deaf accent. I mean, let's be honest. I have a deaf accent on this show, and and that's fine. But see, I I love it now. That's part of who I am. That's my signature. That's my brand. I I don't want to sound like Justin Bieber. I don't want to sound like Justin Timberlake. I want to sound like Justin Augment. And and that's who I am. And so to all my deaf friends out there or anybody out there who may be struggling with a particular challenge or whatever it may be, just remember that the mountains that we have to climb, that they're your mountains, uh, those mountains don't define you. You define those mountains. Those, that hearing loss uh, doesn't define me. I define uh, what my hearing loss really is. And uh, and so that, that would be my message, my, that message of hope to all those, that it's not necessarily a lack of hearing. It's usually a lack of hope, and, um, and that we can go out there and, and just because our ears are just a little bit broken, doesn't mean we, can, we cannot go out there and reach our greatest dreams and aspirations in life. You know, I I'll just tell you another quick story. Um, some guy told me that I'd be limited to spreading my wings uh, because of my profound hearing loss, and I was like, you know what, whatever. Um, I'm gonna go out there, and I, I love to travel. I, I, I remember making a go. I'm gonna go out there and visit every all 50 states by the time I'm 35, and I did, I, I went out there and I just set my, my eyes uh, on the goal and I went out there and, and I accomplished it, and I, it's kind of like Toby Keith, you know, you come back to that song, like, how do you like it now, you know, now that I'm on my page, yeah. and it's just, it's just, people cannot tell you that you cannot do something when you have that burning desire within you to go out there and, and reach it and do whatever it takes to make it happen.
1: And that has been Justin Osmond, the uh, son of the of uh, of the famous Osmond group, who suffers with hearing loss um, but has been able to overcome and become uh, a proficient and prolific uh, musician on many different instruments, author of a book um, and the founder and CEO of a uh, philanthropy that helps make uh, the acquisition of hearing aid products possible for those who otherwise would not be able to afford them. Justin speaks about uh, about perseverance in the face of of, uh, of adversity, and he finds um, that he draws hope from others and is uh, and, and seeks to advance the public interest by by serving as an example of someone who has been able to overcome difficult obstacles uh, and has been able to not only uh, persevere, but to succeed uh, becoming uh, a, a successful musician um, uh, in, a, in a world where where the ability to hear is quite important to the ability to perform music for others. Um, so Justin uh, seeks to advance the public interest by letting people know he has a message that you'll get through it and you should have hope and that, he recognizes the lack of hope is often a greater challenge than actual physical limitations. So he hopes that by providing uh, actual opportunities with hearing aids to to gain access to the world of sound um, and by providing his story as an inspiration, uh, as as a source of hope for those who are frustrated with their disabilities, he's able to make the world a better place for others. So, Justin, I'd like to thank you for joining us today.
0: Hey, Betty, It was an honor to be on the show. Thank you, Jordan. Thanks
1: for all you do. This has been another episode of Public Interest Podcast with your host, Jordan Cooper, where we interview politicians, activists, advocates, and others who seek to improve the state of the world. I'll remind you to subscribe on publicinterestpodcast.com and on iTunes. Leave a review of this podcast on iTunes and listen on Stitcher, SoundCloud, CastBox, Blueberry, Player FM, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Should you wish to comment on this episode, you're welcome to leave a voicemail at 240-630-0380. And the first three minutes of that voicemail may be played in future episodes of Public Interest Podcast. Should you wish to support the podcast, you're welcome to leave a contribution in an amount that you feel comfortable with at publicinterestpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.